Breaking Afternoon's podcast where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, a.k.a. Emergency Drake, a.k.a. <laughs> Jacob Reese Moron. Wow. And my name is Chris Mitchell. And my a.k.a. today is the ambassador for the Jamaican Accent and Patois Association. What, what brought that on? Luke Cage? Yeah, the, 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 the Jamaican accents were not popping, bro. I've heard the Patois was not on point. Mm, Rude boy. Them time, me <laughs> So I was watching it, right? I love the show, by the way. Yeah, sure. If you're a hip-hop fan, you're going to love the show. Sure. But I was watching it, and I'm like, you know what? I reckon I have a future as a Jamaican gangster actor person. What makes you say that? Because I have the authentic Jamaican accent. That's the only reason? Yes. But you don't look like a gangster. Doesn't matter. You just sound like one. That's, a, that's okay. What does a gangster look like? Not like you. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Can we pay some bills? Do what, you have, do what you want, man. You've just come in here with all sorts of smoke for me today. I'm always with the smoke. No, man, just because I was late and I took my shoes off. Do you it's know got, what I mean? You, you're nice. getting comfortable. It's the Rockefeller trainers, that's what it is. Oh, well, whatever, man. <laughs> all right, we've teamed up with audible.co.uk to offer you a free audiobook of your choosing. All you have to do is register for a one-month free trial. You even get a free audiobook. So register at www.audible.co.uk forward slash break the atoms the 30-day free trial means you can choose a free audiobook which is yours to keep so if you're interested in self-help fiction hip-hop sport world cup still going on there's something for you so sign up at www.audible.co.uk forward slash break the atoms you're really good at this i keep saying this i keep saying this you have a um a, a warmth an about, ethnic warmth yes if there's such a thing yeah, you make people want to buy stuff from you. This I'm is Indian. Good. That's what it's born in me. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest in the studio today. Um, it's a really important guest. Um, if you go on iTunes and you go around the internet and do what you're doing on, on the Google streets, you will see our lovely bright yellow red logo looking like a retro comic book of some sorts. We actually have the person who created the logo in the studio with us today he goes by none other than the name of ben klub ben welcome to the show thanks for having me you know my intro game crazy right <laughs> i mean you sound so important ben klub who goes by the name ben klub yeah ben yeah. klub you have no aka because your surname <laughs> wow. is so unique yeah that's a great <laughs> you name, don't need one right you are ben klub but i'm gonna be honest with you ben came with the smoke with you already as well man you get the smoke from all corners of the it's earth it's fine man i'll take one for the team man it's all good it's all good ben how are you today I'm keeping very well. I'm in my homeland of Shepherd's Bush here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, people are looking for me. For you just told me. them where I am, but fine. <laughs> yeah, oh. fine. <laughs> you remember, you forgot, Ben, he's a Jamaican gangster now. That's so right. People now are looking him, for him. Them call me Bushmaster. <laughs> ben, it's, um, we've known each other for how long now? I thought you might ask me that. I'm not, six years? No, seven can't years? Be. Five can't years. Be. It's probably five years. years. So I met you the day that we did the Zone Out video. That's right. For those who don't know Zone Out, Zone Out is the first single that myself and Imperial put out together. I met Ben through Imperial. We've done a lot of uh, creative work in the last few years. He, Ben's done album covers for me. Right. Shot videos for me. Right. I performed at Ben's wedding with a bespoke song. Bespoke? It was bespoke. Oh, right. Yes. It was yes. bespoke. A bespoke song. Um, ben is one of the most creative people I know. And I'll tell you why I know Ben is creative. He doesn't answer emails. Really? <laughs> Nope. Facts. 
He'll send send them an email. Yeah. He's read it. He's absorbed it. He's working on the project. Right. But he won't respond. He'll just <laughs> pop out of the blue like, I've done it. Get what do you think? And it's it, always you know I mean? incredible. I knew this was coming. Is it, is it like Black Panther when he absorbs all the power and the kinetic Bruv. energy and then just... He's just a creative dude. He's not bound by the constraints of Gmail. Nobody's got time for it. <laughs> he just does what he does and he delivers on time and it's always... Like with, with the breaking atoms. Yeah, I mean, that was brilliant. That was like two or three emails. Boom, 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 boom. That, 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 that logo... Um, absolutely made sure that we got on the homepage of iTunes UK. That yes. absolutely sealed the deal. There's nothing else that would have made us get on the homepage <laughs> of of, uh, of iTunes for podcasts. Because no our content is trash. It's trash. Very trash. It's absolutely trash. To the three people that listen, bigger. <laughs> but- <laughs> so Ben, tell us about your creative background. I know you used to work for an agency. Um, you worked with a number of really big clients. I'm not going to say their names. I'll leave that to you. Just give us a bit of a... Uh, a picture about your creative yeah. skills and whatnot. Endeavours and that. That's yeah. <sighs> endeavours. I mean, really, yeah. I, I moved into to London about ten years ago now, and um, I was working. Yeah, as Chris says, working in advertising for for a lot of that. Uh, working with different brands, I was kind of privileged enough to be able to work with great people, great projects, in great places between kind of New York, Chicago, and London. Um, you know, through it, met a lot of other people like Chris here. What he's not, what he's not telling us here is that our real bond wasn't over the work; it was over the Oreo milkshake. Yes, oh, okay. yes, and barbecue. You know, yes, like, this is what this is. I've actually got a barbecue at the house now. Now we're talking. Yes, you're coming over to the house. Summit's not invited, and everyone's he's vegetarian. Okay, <laughs> that, this makes sense now. This makes sense. Carry on. So I've I've left I've left some of the advertising stuff behind. Um, I've moved into uh, this whole new line of work, which I think is what we're talking about today. Eh? Yes, what's yeah. the line of work? Well, so believe it or not, here I am being a trainee vicar. Um, so that we, we are the only people that would find someone yes, from a graphic designer to a vicar. Yes. <laughs> You've got to tell us the story. Why the change? Yeah, why the change? Good question. Yeah, I mean, I think I realise, well, you guys all know this. Life's right. too short to do something that you're not truly passionate about. Um, I loved advertising. You know, I was privileged enough, like, as I'm saying, to kind of, you know, have a, have a great time doing all that. But there was always something along the way that I was kind of got me buzzing at a whole deeper level i suppose looking around the the world right now we're not short of advertisers the world doesn't need another advertiser who's going to come in and kind of innocently and inadvertently propagate the myths of materialism and kind of sell these bizarre dreams and 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 false promises i suppose that this shampoo is going to bring you happiness right and and (laughs) reduce your dandruff yeah And I think what I did see, though, when I look at the world is that there's a lot of people actually who are, you know, the, the, the shopping markets are full, but there's, there's, there's a, a spiritual famine on our hands. I think people have a lot of spiritual questions. They're spiritually hungry. Um, and, you know, they, like you've spoken about in previous podcasts, you know, we want something that's going to transcend our social media page and our mm. kind of nine to five grind. And that's I suppose hard. It, that's hard. it was like my that. rediscovery of looking at the person of Jesus that made me want to, I suppose, stop promoting products and start promoting the man who we're talking about today. Wow, man said spiritual famine. Listen, I went I went to school, but my friends really went to school. You always mention that you go to school. Yeah, what, man. What, what is it's it? It's just something I say. So, what? Ben, you mentioned Jesus, right? And just for our listeners, as we mentioned at the very start of this whole podcast endeavour, that's a new word I learned today, we're going to talk about some challenging topics. And I think I, I wouldn't want to put anyone off who's listened to this podcast, whether you're a believer or not. We're going to really break things down to the nitty gritty like we always do. So hold tight while we talk about the man named Jesus. Ben, everybody's talking about Jesus. 
these days in some form or another. I don't think you can go online or read any kind of, uh, you know, religious book or anything and he's not referred to in some way. So tell us about people's opinions on the modern day Jesus and why we're actually talking about him. Yeah, I mean, you know, he Jesus is still, whatever you might think of him today, far and away uh, the most influential and controversial person in human history. You know, his biography has topped the bestsellers list for 2,000 years. <laughs> you know, he literally split history in two, right? So I say to you, what year is it? You say... You say, um... What year is it? Uh, it's, it's 2018. Yeah, 2018 years. Since what? Jesus, yeah, true, right? True, the true, year is true. Jesus. His birth and death are the two biggest international celebrations. Christmas, Easter, more movies, songs, paintings, books, plays been written about him, more charities, orphanages, hospitals, schools have been set up in his name. Mm. You know, most people shout his name when they stub their toe, right? Mm. He's, a, he's a famous <laughs> guy here. Not bad for a kid born in a cattle shed. And I suppose he's an interesting figure to look at. And yet, again, I've been shocked that a lot of people just don't even have an opinion about him. They never formulated one yet. Yeah, but you talk about opinions, though, but... You say some people don't have an opinion of him, but there are opinions about Jesus floating around. Can you break down a few of those opinions that you've encountered in your journey to becoming a vicar? For sure, man. Yeah, we can we can explore a few of them. I mean, you know, a big one, no doubt, would be some people out there today would have, would think of Jesus just as your kind of classic magician or con man. You know, he's the kind of right. first century David Blaine or Darren Brown. Right? You know, he kind of walked out on water, but secretly one of his disciples was kind of snorkeling underneath just holding him up you know he turned water into wine but really you know it was just the old ribena trick you know we all know that one uh you know he healed blind people that one's pretty good but you know in people's minds you know this jesus was kind of levitating around jerusalem hoping to get a tv deal you know and, and i suppose that's that you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's so hilarious like love island that. <laughs> trying to get on reality tv oh wow, wow. <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine Jesus in the Love Island villa with his sandals and robe, like just just rolling around by the pool. Yeah, but like. he wouldn't mess with anything. He'd be chilling, just like catching a tan. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think he'd be in, into all that. No, nah, he would not. Absolutely no, not. No, no, no. Sorry, Ben. We we do this sometimes. We interrupt. We sorry. <laughs> proceed. Proceed. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? Can you imagine? So I don't really watch uh, Love Island, but I know one guy who's on there calls himself very deep. He's so deep. Oh, yeah, I saw him. And he's deep. Yeah, I saw him. And he's very deep. And yeah, he has he... to tell the women that he's deep. Oh, imagine yeah. Jesus. I'm deep. deep. Look at Ross Clark. How are you going to say that we've got a man of the cloth next to us? Behave, man. Put him out in the south and pod you. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's no doubt one one whole attitude. Another one that's flying out there that we were going to talk about was Jesus, the kind of hippie, you know, the left-wing socialist. So again, the first century answer to Jeremy Corbyn. Wow. wow. Jezza? It still works, you know, Jesus and Jezza. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you break it, that might be Jezza. So do you think Jesus would have been down with the Labour Party? What would have been his political affiliation? Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's a good question, actually. What What do you feel? Because obviously, I, I, I am very ignorant on on the subject matter. Chris is obviously more. I mean, I'm ignorant on most things, but in this in particular, yeah, I went to um, school and church. Yeah, I just stayed at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's an interesting question. What political uh, affiliation, or would ha- would Jesus have created his own political party? You know. Yeah, I mean, good question. You know, the whole the whole question of you know should the church get involved with politics is a massive one. You know, especially in America, the it's whole mass- church yeah. and state thing. Yeah, it's a massive thing. And, you know, there's a lot of churches that would kind of say, look, if you want to be a Christian, well, you got to look, you got to you got to look and sound like this. You've got to. And actually, what's interesting when you go back to the kind of grassroots of Christianity, or or even I suppose just look at the person of Jesus again, given we're looking at him today. Yeah, you know, 
he just he, he's so hard to put in a box and really pin down I suppose on what he what his views would be you know Fidel Castro called him the greatest revolutionary in all human history you know he didn't really fit into the kind of Roman Empire thing he shook the empire he didn't really fit in with the kind of religious Jews at the time he was shaking mm-hmm. things up there um, you know and people were coming up saying look should we pay our taxes you know and and all these kind of questions and he was always kind of subverting their expectations and so you know who knows whether he'd start a new party today, but I think certainly he was starting his own movement and it's one that welcomes people of a whole host of different political views. Yeah. So when we were talking on the phone and kind of getting ready for this podcast, you mentioned Jesus, the liberator of the oppressed. You mentioned Martin Luther King mm-hmm. and a few other people. Can you break that down for our, our listeners as to how he fit this role? No doubt. Yeah. I mean, he. it's another big view, I think, that people have of Jesus that he was... You know he's a great guy. He and I suppose particularly these are these are big times for us now, right? Justice for Grenfell. You know Black Lives Matter. Me too. The kind of there's a, big topics about kind of you know the minorities, the outcasts in society, and you know Jesus was revolutionary there. You know like he he was the kind of guy who was you know he gets an invite from Barack Obama and he says no 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 I'm hanging out with Bill at the pub. You know he kind of <laughs> the drunk the drunk guy at the pub. You know he was always kind of again turning down his invites from the kind of the influential the kind of people that thought that they were big. Right. Dogs to go and to go and speak to the little people. He was all about the little people, man um, of the people, a man of the people. You were also telling me about Jesus, the Antichrist, and um, the God Man, and all that stuff. So these are a lot of uh, religious terms that yep. we're dealing with. Can you break it down in layman terms for our listeners? For what, sure. What do those terms actually mean? Because they sound quite scary to me. The Antichrist, <laughs> especially. Yeah, because I've been in this like I grew up in church and right. I'm, I'm I'm in my mid 30s. I'm showing my age and like, like when people start talking about like Antichrist and demons and all that, that's when I switch my phone off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the radar because I ain't got time for none of that spiritual smoke. <laughs> break it down for me, please. Yeah, I mean, you know, these ones no doubt are getting a little bit more like 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 Chris is saying, kind of religious terminology. But but these are probably the biggest ones actually. That the kind of the biggest worldwide opinions of Jesus now. So this idea that Jesus was just a prophet, you know, he was a guy who was sharp. You know, I suppose like your kind of Moses or your Buddha, he, he gave a good TED talk. You know what I mean? He was a guy mm. he could draw a crowd. And he kind of seemed to have these possess these slightly strange powers to kind of predict the future and things happened. Right. What's weird with Jesus as well is kind of people were predicting stuff about his life thousands of years before he came, and he kind of all of those he kind of fulfilled perfectly as well. And so he's definitely this kind of interesting spiritual figure. And so a lot of people would want to say, well, sure, he's a prophet. They just don't want to go any further than that. Right. But that would be one big one. But the yeah, the Antichrist one is is really interesting. Hey, like you think like. His name's Jesus Christ, and they were calling him the Antichrist, and it was actually like a really uh, common opinion of him at the time. I suppose when he started to do impossible things, um, a lot of the different kind of religious people who were kind of freaked out and a bit challenged by him were like, "Look, he's doing this. He's doing this because of demons and devils, you know." And they think in, in their state, this is the Jesus who kind of listened to Marilyn Manson records, you know, and bit the head off bats, <laughs> you know, and. It's just kind of strange, I suppose, given that he was actually going around healing people. I suppose that would make him the worst demon ever. You know, he goes back yeah. down to the underworld and they're like, you're doing this wrong again. You know what I mean? <laughs> they bring out John Constantine to the scene to, wow. kind of, you know, to kind of like check things out. He goes, okay, what's going on? Well, he's, he's healing them and telling them about God. And he's like, all right. But that's what people do when they don't understand something. Yes. They demonize it, right? So because they don't understand, they'll go, oh, you're crazy. But they want to look at why someone is crazy. People don't label you with a term sorry Chris. yeah i'm saying it's it's just to, to reiterate what you're saying what people don't understand they they fear and they just mock yes. it yeah exactly because yeah, absolutely yeah they don't because they don't understand they mock yeah well, we, absolutely. i think jesus was also a party starter well like 
pink. No, he was a party <laughs> starter in the Bible. The prodigy. Bruv, he was, he was the original party starter, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Isn't there Appreciate a story it. in the Bible, right? He was at a wedding, right? Okay. And these men run out of wine. Okay. 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 Wine okay. is out. Off license was closed, bruv. Yeah. The what was the Indian was off license? Bruv, you man were, you man closed, so that we, we were on some other Was it the party that they were saying? It must have been, bruv. Okay. Right? So, there was no wine at the party. People looking around like, yo, what are we going to do, man? There's no wine. There's no super malt. There's no Guinness punch. How are we going to get... Jesus turned the water into wine, bro. He kept that party he, he, he did going. A, he did that yeah, wedding. Bro, he just dipped, he dipped his finger in the water and pow! First miracle he did. Wow. Yeah, he was a party star, bro. Obviously, you know, the, you know, turned water into wine, but... Yeah, it was at a wedding. Whose wedding was it? Friends in... Where were they? He was just got there in Cana. That's it. And his mum's there and his, his brother's there. Bro, it was know, a link-up. Link-up, drink-up. There's, there's, <laughs> there's this Christian comedian called Michael Jr. Yeah, and he says... Jesus goes to this first party, he turns water into wine, he then goes off on his ministry, right? And he says, well, what about the next party? He goes, maybe Jesus' brothers go down. And they're like, you know, when your brother was here, you know, he's turning the water into wine. You're just going <laughs> to stand there with your sandals on. You know, he wasn't, it was James. He wasn't James Christ. He was just normal James. Right, right. You know, right. He was just, <laughs> yeah, normal James. Yeah, man. That was a tough gig. Was yeah, a, that was. was. Imagine trying to follow that. Brother, imagine like being, you know, we're, we're ethnics, right? We're ethnics, so this competition. What? Why can't imagine you be more being... like your brother, James? Yeah. My, you know, you know, my son-in-law says. My son-in-law just dipped water into, you know, made yeah. water into wine. You know, what can your son-in-law I'm do? Have to make, I have to make cows fall from the sky for, for the barbecue, bruv. Yo, that, that puts yeah. a whole new spin on, you know, my son's an accountant, my son's yeah. a lawyer. My, my son turned water into wine. Beat that tad out. Yeah, that's deep. But it's a big miracle, you know. I suppose a lot of people, again, you expect, or if... Let's let's just say that, and this is probably the final opinion of Jesus, that he was who he repeatedly said he was, which is this God come to earth, God in flesh, the God man, Jesus Christ. And so like, what would even be your expectation of God coming to earth? What would be his first miracle? Surely kind of doing something astronomical in the, in, in the, in the sky, you know, maybe sort of just creating churches at whim with his with his mind and mm. actually what he does is he goes to a party and he ensures that it kind of continues and goes on and hints so people have a good time yeah, and yeah, i suppose yeah. it's a sense in which god is saying there's a there's a fundamental underlying truth to god in the world is which he want he wants to be a god who blesses us because he loves us which again just subverts people's expectations yeah you're good at this man this this is good stuff yeah your 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 training sounds like it's going well <laughs> how long have you been well? training for Two years. I mean, yeah, two two years officially. Um, uh, stuff I've been thinking about for a while. Two years. I've been I've been studying this full time. One more year to go. Okay. And then, and then we'll be out into the big bad world. And then, do you choose if, again? Sorry for my ignorance. Do you, is it like a local parish? Is it that you go to, or is it a local uh, church? You, or? you you actually sound like colonialism, bro. Man said parish, you know, <laughs> parish. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But is it like is it like you have to go in your own constituency, or can you go to? Any well, church and practice. I'm still getting to grips myself, you know. Like I didn't really, I wasn't born into a Christian home. Like a lot of the time, I grew up like me and my family were just trying to get to grips with this. Now I've joined to kind of, uh, you know, do this this Bible college course. Um, and there's actually I'm recognising there's a whole host of things because obviously historically we had the Church of England. Right. They've got their parishes and it's all quite official. Yeah, Beyond right. that, you've got a whole host of other churches that are kind of just there doing their thing. They don't necessarily fit into a specific geographical. This is our patch kind of way. But what's the difference between a parish and the church? I don't know, you know. The, the a church would sit within a parish, and that that would kind of just be their group of people, right? Gotcha. You know? Not right. so often, just like a postcode or something. I grew up in Hood Church. We don't have parish. We just rock up when we rock up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm being honest with you. We just rock up when we rock up. Wow. Okay, you want to come into our church? Who are you? You good? We pat you down. 
You good? Pat you down? No, I'm joking, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm joking. Look, I know you're taking know, this Jamaican are... gangster no, thing no, no, way no, too no. far, we, but we don't, we don't pat deal with, you down. We don't deal with parishes in, in Hood Church. That's new. I actually went to see a reverend this week um, for wedding plans and stuff. And oh, yeah, yeah. he had to check that we were in the right parish. Oh, um, and what he called it, what did he call it? He called it um, qualifying connections. So you, your a family member has to live in a in this particular parish for a certain amount of time wow. before they can even consider marrying you. So yeah, that's it's interesting. It's very interesting. So at the beginning of the interview, Ben, you mentioned people are spiritually hungry, parched, parched. starving, famine, and right? that, famine, and that. Was that too strong? No, no, I think no, it's, no, I no, think, no. I think it's a, it's an interesting metaphor, and I think it's apt. Actually, I think it's a people are. Yeah, people like, are. I'm physically hungry right now. But you're saying that people are spiritually hungry. We'll get some barbecue and Oreo milkshake after this. Oh, you know? for real? Yeah, yeah, I'm in. All right, let's do I'm that. In. So where do, you, where do you see examples of people being spiritually hungry and yearning for something else and something more? Yeah, man, a good question. And, you know, it's, I suppose there's so many angles on that. I could go down, you know, you could try and bring it up really deep. But here's, here's, here's something I think is kind of interesting, right? This is kind of a cool a cool way to look at like where are we seeing spiritual hunger or kind of these this story in our society today because a lot of people think you know this is Jesus is something of the past he's not he's not here in the 21st century and yet what's kind of interesting right you look you look at all the tv shows and films that are being right now this is a bold claim so you can come back on this i'd like to say that almost all these films they ha- they are the Jesus story like the Jesus narrative is everywhere right you look at every superhero movie ever made you know look at superman it's about a father sending his son to save mankind right you look at Jarrell look- and that it's serious. Remember that. Remember that. Um, Lord have mercy from Flipmore Squad. He mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. Lord Jesus. have stay super like the son of Jarrell. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, nah, you look at Lord of the Rings. You know, it's Gandalf. He goes. There's a lot of spoilers here, by the way. You know, Gandalf dies. He goes down to the fiery mm. pit, only to kind of rise up again to defeat yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. You look at the Matrix. Neo riddled with bullets rises again to save people and unplug them from the Matrix. Harry Potter. You know, he dies to defeat evil, save the world. But that he's got a resurrection stone. Avatar. You know, a human enters the Avatar world as one of them to save them. Yeah. You know, the kind of stories just repeated time and time and time again and I suppose it I'd want to say there's a reason we love this story and it's because it's the story at the center of history that God the Father sends his son to die for the world save us from kind of evil and death so we can be raised with him for eternity and these these themes of evil and 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 death and resurrection and eternity they they seem to be kind of you know, ineradicably ingrained in the human conscience that condition mm. our stories that we tell, which I think is a sign that we are fundamentally spiritual beings asking these kind of questions. It's just that we're all looking in, I guess, very different places to, yeah, to sure. find the answers. No, no, the good and evil thing is definitely another one. Star mm. Wars is a big, is a yeah, big that's one. Massive, that's, massive, yeah, I love Star you know? Wars. So yeah. there's always the good and the bad. Lord of the Rings has it too. Wrestling's the same. I think everything is because it <laughs> seems tell us about it's wrestling. Come on, the story, no, it's, it's all about stories and the battle that, between good and evil. Right, but that fundamental story heals, you know, all those things. That story has been with us since we were young kids. It seeped in our subconsciousness and our consciousness. Mm. Even even parts of the story of Jesus we know as young kids. I may not know everything, but I'll know maybe the bite size. You know, the GCSE book. Bite size revision. Fisher know, Price version. Fisher Price version. Yeah, to go with Cliff your Fisher notes, Price. R- to go with your notes. Fisher Price R and B tape. Remember the Cliff Notes and that. Well, and also remember yeah. Hollywood is running out of ideas. Let's <laughs> not forget that. You know when you got Jumanji two and you got you know Power Rangers six and they're all coming out. It's yeah. we've gone we've gone too far. You mentioned Jesus would probably not if he had the option. If Bar- if Barack Obama said, "Yo Jesus, party's going on at the White House," he'd probably be, be chilling with um, Bill at the pub. 
Bill at the pub. Yeah. So for Bill at the pub and all the Bills at the pubs listening to this right now, they're probably saying, so what? Ben, are you saying that we should all believe in Jesus? How do you answer that question? Uh, to Bill at a pub. You know, I'm... <laughs> You know, I'm not, I'm not here, I suppose, to say, you know, if you ask me what I believe, you know, I believe Jesus is the saviour of the world, you know, that's a kind of a really bold statement. Mm-hmm. I suppose I've not come here today to kind of say, you've got to believe in Jesus. Mm. I'm here to kind of say, this is important stuff to dialogue about. And I think it starts with us listening to each other. It starts with us asking questions and they can be very, you know, grassroots questions. Like we're saying, we're not kind of, we're not saying there's any pretense here or any pressure to believe anything like we're saying you know, all these different opinions of jesus let's talk about them let's explore which ones are, are plausible and i suppose for a lot of people we're actually quite a big step back from you know thinking about questions like well was jesus god and, and i suppose some of the questions i might start ask to, you know want to start asking bill at the pub is what what kind of universe do you think you're living in do you think we're living in a kind of closed universe where all that exists is something that I can conceive of in my mind? Or is that something is there actually stuff that's that's bigger, you know, bigger realities that my mind can you know, I suppose we live in a strange world, right? Here's something cool I was looking at a bit ago. You know, we have five senses yep. as humans. We have four dimensions that we we experience. Um String theorists now, they, they're saying that they, they can prove the existence of 11 different dimensions, right? So we know, you know, forward and backward. We know left and right. We know up and down. We know time. But that, that's leaving seven whole other dimensions, uh, realities beyond what we're daily aware of. And, you know, that you think even just of the universe right now, mm. 75% of it is dark energy. We've got no idea what it is, right? And that basically what 75% of reality is invisible and unknown. And so... I'm just saying, when we look at a story that says 2,000 years ago in real history, an Israeli carpenter started healing people, commanding nature, raising dead people, walking out of his own tomb and saying, follow me, I'll show you a world beyond this world. That's got to be interesting, right? That's got to be something to, to, to look into that kind of whets the appetite for you know, a conversation. Who do you think this Jesus is? Humans, we love a, we love a good story. Whether we believe it or not, we love it. And we, we are always, it always piques our curiosity. And that's where the conversation starts. I think it's a good point about conversation because only then can we start progressing, right? So only then we can start educating whether you believe it or, in it or not. It all starts with a conversation. The minute you are closed-minded is the minute you lose. Past the TD breaks. Sorry, I went off there. Past the summit. Yeah, pa- past the summit. I feel like taking out an offering plate. We need money anyway. <laughs> yeah, we need money, man. We need listen, money. Listen, look, I, got that, I, got that, I got that ethnic face. You get me? You know? I've got a couple of wildcard questions for you, though. If Jesus was on earth today, like walking around in his robe and sandals. Open toe and that. Right. If he had a Twitter account, what kind of things do you reckon he'd be saying? What would his hashtag be? Yeah, you know, the amount of people now, they say if Jesus was around today, he'd have a blog. You know, he'd, have, he'd, I mean, <laughs> he'd be using social media to get this message to the world. Who knows, man? I mean, I think probably the best answer to that question is... I really believe the thing that shot me the most when I opened up the pages of the Bible is that it's so actually easy to understand what he was saying. It's so relevant today. I just think you can look at you can look at kind of any any of these um, any any of the, I'd encourage people I suppose to open up like the Gospel of Mark, mm-hmm. have a flip through. There's a lot of stuff there that I reckon would be eminently tweetable and would make perfect sense and really speak mm. into. Like I was saying, today's issues about minorities and outcasts. He's just got tons of stuff that makes such good you know strong. Uh, material that I think is is uh, you know as relevant today as it ever was. Another wildcard question for you: You just mentioned the Book of Mark, so you may have answered it already. What's your favorite book of the Bible, and why? 
<laughs> Thanks. Um, good question. I know what mine is. Put you putting his train to the test. You yeah, I know on. what mine is. I love proverbs. Proverbs, yeah, go. because proverbs is, is very poetic, and when I read it, it's like I'm reading lyrics. Like proverbs talks about a cantankerous woman. <laughs> what? <laughs> when I saw that word, was it cantankerous? Cantankerous. Can I use that as my AKA? Fam. What's imagine cat- someone say, imagine imagine you meet a girl and the word you had to use to describe <laughs> her was cantankerous. I'm guessing it's a bad word. Does it sound good to you? I mean, cantankerous. No. I don't even know if I've said it right, but anything with us at the end, yeah, 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 cantankerous. Yeah. It sounds like a disease. Yeah, a cantankerous woman. But my favorite book of the Bible is is Proverbs. Proverbs. Can you be a got, cantankerous got, man? Sorry. Yes, you can. Okay. If you want to tick that box, you, you can just be cantankerous. But it spoke about a cantankerous woman in that context. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, sorry, but I love it because it has a, a, a kind of lyrical rhythm Poetry to, to it. it. No yeah, doubt. so that's why I like that book. What's your favorite book of the Bible and why? Oh, huge question. The, you know, I think two, right, short list and then I'm going to pick. Genesis, right at the start, is a great book that's going to give you a whole host of things to think about about what this world is, who God is, who we are. And for that reason, I think it's a, rel- you know, it's, it's a great it's a great read. There's a lot of narrative there. Like you say, you then move through a whole host of kind of poetry and history. I think I'm going to pick, I'm going to land on Luke, mm-hmm. um, having mentioned Mark. I like my man Luke. Luke was a historian at the time. He says right up front at the start of his book, he says, look, I don't want anybody to be under any illusions with all this kind of religious mumbo-jumbo. Here's what I saw. Here are the facts. Here are the evidences. Here are the names. Here are the places, the people, uh, the times, the dates. I want you to go and investigate this yourself. I'm putting this book together so you can explore this. And I think, when, like, like I was saying, I came to this from a kind of non-Christian background. That, mm. you know, I grew up with kind of reading The God Delusion, you know, Richard Dawkins' science, you know, the kind of revolution. Let's, if it's not, if I can't sort of see the evidence, I'm going to believe in nothing. Mm. And I think for that reason, that book kind of really gripped me um, as, as a as an interesting and cool place to start, but honestly, there's there's so much flavour in the different books. It's, it's a tough choice, but he said flavour. It sounds like a cooking show. <laughs> I have one last question. Seasoning and that. Go on. One last question. So, in the media lately, there's been a lot of talk about compassion, empathy, and the lack thereof when someone dies who's lived a less than honourable life. So, a rapper by the name of Triple X Tentacion was murdered. So. A lot of people are saying, good for him, he's gone now, he was an abuser, this, you know, this, that and the third. Um, supposedly and allegedly he was very abusive towards his girlfriend and there you have on one side you have a lot of people who are mourning his death. He's almost become a martyr um, of two-pack proportions for this generation. But then you have another set of people who are saying, well, good, it was almost like he was beyond redemption. What is the Christian perspective on redemption and people being almost can anyone go too far that they're beyond redemption and what's the kind of message that your church and the gospel itself preaches in that respect i think that's probably this is probably the most scandalous part of the christian message is that and it's and it's the beating heart of it i think is the burning center you know which, which says that the gospel that god loves us and he's come to for, offer forgiveness and give showers blessing on for all eternity comes to everyone and anyone, and as, as kind of and that's it. You know, it's not it's not a good it's not good news just for the good people. You know, but the, I suppose the Bible wouldn't really even use those categories of good and bad people as if there's some kind of clean line down the middle. Um, it pretty much just talks about people and God. Uh, all people fall short, 
and and there's verses that you know talk about how God has no joy in the death of the wicked, or you know, he, there's, God God God's not kind of this wicked headmaster who's kind of rubbing his hands together when you know kind of sinful people die, and you can mm. see now he's able to kind of torture. The, you know, that's not that's not even though that's what a lot of people have in their minds. I think um, it's a guy I love in the in the Bible story of um, the thief on the cross. He's the guy who died next to Jesus. You know, he was not a good guy, right? He's being hung. For, he's being he's been hung up on this cross for kind of all sorts of nonsense. You know, he's never helped grannies across the road. He didn't come to church. You know, and he didn't bring no apples for the teachers. Bought no apples nope. for the teachers. And you know, he's there kind of paying the, the price for his the life that he's lived on earth. And he looks at Christ, and he kind of and he he. he asks essentially for forgiveness. He says, remember me, Jesus, when you come to your kingdom. And Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. And that, that is the heart of the Christian message, that those who ask can receive. And that, yeah, like you see, these themes of compassion, forgiveness really are, I think, what Christianity can offer the world today. Uh, it's what people need to hear. Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Likewise. I often say that I went to school, but it's obvious that you went to church and you, you, you still <laughs> Again, go to church. Man. You still go right, to church. Right, we get it. You went to school and that one. <laughs> now, Ben, it's been an honour. I know we've had this episode in, in the chamber for a long time. Let people know where they can find you on social media. Oh, bro, I'm, I'm increasingly off the grid. I'm on Facebook and that's about it. Yeah, but, you uh, don't give me your Facebook. I'm off now, the- you pop up on Facebook like every few months. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just, you do go to I'm a considering one... you know the Amish lifestyle you know I'm kind of like I'm almost off the grid I've got a mobile phone and that's about it we'll get you a burner don't worry you do go to a wonderful church called Trinity West yes tell us where okay so for people who have heard this message or heard this episode if you're in the West London area and you're looking for a church you just want to go somewhere meet some people you want to hang out or you're looking for somewhere long term where you can integrate and embed yourself in the church community then I can vouch for Trinity West I've been there a couple of times lovely people shout out to Reuben Hunter um, and all the lovely folks that I've met down there they actually have church in my old secondary school oh okay yeah, so, so you know, I just have to come back and just claim my throne, you know, just walk through the school, look at the walls, you know what I mean, and just feel my essence again, and then go into church. But for those people <laughs> who are looking for a church, or you're just inquisitive, I would highly recommend Trinity West. Give us a few details about Trinity West, like address, nearest tube oh, yeah, station. Come on and just every Sunday, people. every Sunday, Burlington Days Academy, 10.30, we yes, kick sir. off, and we last like an hour, you can come on down. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to wear your Sunday best, just come as you are. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie, that threw me way off. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Because I'm Lord. a suit and tie dude. I came in there. I saw people wearing shorts, flip flops. I'm like, this is some kumbaya campfire congregation. Here, you know, <laughs> three piece gas. And I was late too. Ready. I was late. Of course. Yeah, bro. I have to sit at the front. <laughs> this is this is a pattern of behaviour, Chris. We have to address. <laughs> yeah, we need to do an episode called Ethnic Timekeeping. Yes. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, we should. Ben, it's been a pleasure, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've got love for you. You know, shout out to your wife. Um, the lovely Sarah Clue. Yeah, yeah, man, since meeting you, a lot of good has happened in my life. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And um, yeah, man, just just keep being creative and godly and nice and warm. <laughs> Goes both ways, man. Thanks for having us. You finished? Yeah, I'm finished, man. You want to make any more God references again? Like, like you know, you're a rapper. Make, you know, be a bit more creative, you know? Yeah, but well, if you were really listening to my music like you claim, this is nothing new. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. No, it's honestly, Ben, it's, it's been a pleasure. Very insightful. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate the, the time you've taken out to sit with two bums. Um, <laughs> let's go get some Oreo milkshake. Come yeah, on, let's yeah, do it. Let's, let's do, do it. Let's it's do, time. Okay, yeah. It's time. Okay. Well, uh, thank you to everyone who listened to the podcast today and, and previous episodes. Don't forget, you can follow us on all your favourite social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, 
uh, and Instagram at Break the Atoms, uh, soundcloud.com forward slash Break the Atoms. And don't forget, you can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes. Chris, another episode in the can. Yeah, man, we, we're rolling out here. We're rolling out, and we're rolling up to almost 25,000 plays on SoundCloud. Data, the new religion. 